Hello and welcome to the brand new series of the On The Ward podcast. Have you ever wondered what goes on behind the closed doors of Psychiatric Hospital? Well, I'm John Barry Waldron. I'm a senior staff nurse working at St Andrews. And let me introduce you to some of our patients who are happy to share their mental health journey with you as part of the On The Ward podcast. I'm outside the hospital again. It's a beautiful sunny day. It's quite cold. It is winter. There's a few leaves on the ground. It's actually a really reasonable and mild day. Um, today we're going to be focused on one of the male patients, one of the male wards. So I'm going to kind of describe that as I walk through. So we're back through the uh, the main gate first. Okay, so I'm in the reception area here. Got the reception staff here. Hello, nice to meet you. Alright, and we're through. So I'm on the ward now. Hello, morning, morning everyone. Morning, morning, morning. I've got three different zones here. I've got Dylan, Hendrix and Cash Zone. So they're all named after three of the, the patient's kind of heroes. So I'm now uh, about to enter Hendrix. And I'm here to see this guy. He's still having his dinner. Hello podcast, I'm Mark and I'm going to give you a description of what's going off today. Uh, we're just looking at your room now, uh, so why don't you just describe what you can see? Uh, well, I've, I've got a normal size, well, quite nice size room with an ensuite, uh, but I've got an electric hospital bed, let's say, with the electric movements because of my uh, illnesses and that, and legs. And, uh, I can see your big decks there as well. Yeah, I was going to say, there are thousands of records on the floor and... A nice hi-fi. <laughs> and if you don't mind me um, asking, like, so how have you ended up in, in this uh, place? So uh, this is obviously a secure hospital, isn't well, it? So as you know, I've been here f- before for five years, and uh, it didn't go too well on the air because I stopped all my drugs, which I advise everyone not to do. Take your meds. Uh, and then I ended up back here. Uh, but they're helping me, and... It was it was nice to come here because I knew everyone. It was like walking back through the front door. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if you you feel comfortable talking about when you had your original breakdown. You had like a massive crisis. Well, yeah, I was in jail first before they come in here, and uh, voices, thinking the TV's talking to me, uh, lots of stuff going off. Too much to mention. And that must have been frightening, like, so you, you're saying the TV you thought was speaking oh, to you? Yeah, 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 very frightening, yeah. Very, 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 very frightening. Yeah. But um, obviously you got some help, and you, you're now in this place now. Well, what it was is they didn't medicate me in uh, one one of the jails and uh, until I got to my hometown jail, which is Nottingham, I'm from Nottingham, and uh, they prescribed me back, back to where I should be. And I slowly got better. I wasn't a hundred percent still, because uh, can I say it? What self-harm, yeah, sure. I self-harmed, uh, not just a little bit, like quite bad, and uh, they, they couldn't contain me. So they sent me off for all around England to take me emergency. But Saint Andrews is the only one that took me. And uh, you were saying it was quite, quite extreme. It was quite uh, intense. Sure. It was quite an extreme self-harm, you know, incident that you had. Yeah, yeah. I just release. It's a, it's a nice release for me when I put it in and pull it. 
I'm sorry for being blunt and honest like this. No, I, th- I think being honest will help, like, because obviously other people are going to yeah. want to know about this story, and, and I think it's quite a, you know, thing that's going around. It's self-harm, and it's really important that people are a bit open about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it happens to everyone. Like, uh, well, not everyone, but, like, it's could be a cry for help. My mum was a mixture of mental reasons, having to go back at the screws, waiting on Skellington Slift, then doing it. Mm. Uh, just all sorts of reasons I did it. And then release, that, that was the main one, like, the release it gives me. Yeah. I know it sounds weird, but I am a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all a bit weird, aren't we? <laughs> but, uh, but you're saying, that the reason I kind of come speak to you is, that one, because obviously I want to hear your story, but two, because you're saying the music has been quite a big part of your kind of life yeah, and yeah, recovery. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you want to go back to the beginning, like, I was brought up with music by my dad, Trojan Records, like Reggae and Tamla Motown, Northern Soul. And then when I grew up, I was into electro, breakdancing, and then uh, house music when it hit the shores, and I DJed in Tenerife for five years, non-stop. Uh, yeah, I loved it. That's, that's now you see. I'll get my collection back together. Yeah, well, let's, let's have a look at some of your um, records. So pulling out one of the, the records. It hasn't even got a cover. It's like a black sleeve. It's white. This is a demo. Yeah. Easy pro- project, and this is this is Boy George's sister who did this. And they're called White Labels Bootlegs before they're actually coming out on the label to see how well they do. Yeah. But there's a mix on here that's not on. You can't get it nowhere. Only on here. So you can't find it on any. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. And how did you come across it? eBay, because I knew what to look for. Yeah. Whereas other people, if you're not collecting, you don't know what to look for. You don't know what to buy. When did that come out? Well, there's, wait, I can show you one now, if I can find this, Chicago, street player, now people will know it by this, these sounds fall into my mind, this is the original break where they took it from, it's worth £120 now online, 70s, yeah, yeah, it's uh, the masters at work. Oh, tense, they're there. They're my favourite uh, mixers and that, uh, DJs. The masters at work. Yeah. Give them a shout out. Yeah, <laughs> big shout out to masters at work. And you, you do kind of DJing, so you've got the, the kind of oh, decks, but... Well, that's not a DJing deck, but I can play my records on it, and uh, I had DJ decks here before when I was here. But uh, when I got home, I wasn't using them. So uh, I'll just let them go rather than just rot away. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is important about the music? So I know you've got the vinyl. It's therapy for everyone, music is. It's like, it's like food. Right? Everyone needs food. You can't eat petrol to run. You know what I mean? Like This is for your, everyone. Cools you down, hypens you up. But it does everything for you. What mood you're in. Yeah. So yeah. Food for the soul. Food, food for the dog. Soul. Soul. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And how you find it? Because obviously, you know, with your, your mental health and things like that, yeah. you find the music kind of helps you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, what's around me? I usually wear these at all times when I'm in the community to block out the sound. Right, right. So you find it hard sometimes in the community. It's very loud, isn't it? Very yeah, noises yeah. just tick me off like a time bomb, and then like. Not a time bomb, but like, I don't like noises. Mm. 
Chris. We've got Chris here. I'll Chris. get him in, will I? Chris is our music specialist, guru, technician person uh, who works here. Chris, your, your project is kind of, you were saying, saying to me you're trying to do like an autobiography, but with music. Yeah, so uh, a music autobiography is, I work with a patient, for example, working with Mark. So we look at Mark's interest in music through his different life stages and we'll pull out certain pieces of music that have been meaningful to him, how that's impacted his life and reflect on the impact that music can have on his health and well-being and recovery today and utilising his skills as a DJ and his knowledge about music to express himself through that and find some kind of in-depth meaning for his recovery, you know, and his day-to-day -day routine. So uh, we're heading towards the, the music room now. Um, we're going to get signed out here. We'll probably need a radio. That's another thing we have to do. Whenever we take any of the patients anywhere, we, we take a radio with us. Uh, Chris said he's got a bit of a surprise for you. What was that? It's, uh, remember Acid Music, Acid House? Right? There's, it's a Roland TB303, and it makes the acid sound. Now, when you hear an acid record, you'll, you'll know the sound of it, and then you'll say, oh, it's acid. But it's on one little little machine, and it does everything. But he's got a revamp of it. Oh, great. Well, let's, let's, go and, let's go and hear it. So, you've got the radio, haven't you? Okay. So, we're, we're going to walk out the ward now and, and head towards the, uh, the specialist music room. So, we're back out in the courtyard now, making our way towards the, yeah, the music room. Again, we're walking through, walking towards the therapy room, I'd say, the, the music therapy room. And I'm out of breath. I'm walking that. So we're just going up in the lift. You wanna... Anyway, we're, we're out of the lift now, and we're just heading towards one of the corridors. Again, there's another lock and a key. Finally made it to the music room, but you need another special key to get in the music room. So we're just in the music room now. We've got this 808 thing that Mark was talking about, and we've also got a TB303. But this is the uh, new version, which Chris talent. This is mine, and I brought it in because I know you like it. So it's quite hard to describe. It's kind of like a like a synthesizer thing, or I don't know what. We'll get a sound going. We're going to try and see if we can hear machine. it. Oh, it's a drum machine. Okay. Get an acid tune now going. Lots of twiddling going on here, lots of pressing buttons. It's making this uh, drum beat sound. I played on the original one, it's white, the TB303 in the late 80s. And he, he, uh, you may know the record, it was Crush, it got to number two in the charts. And it's called This House Is Under Arrest. And it's my mate Cassius uh, 
Campbell. Connect this to the keyboard. We will connect this to this. Okay. Next week. You just got to play around with it. Get familiar with some buttons. Tempo. We're just getting towards the end of this music session and I'm back again with the patient and I'm, I was just going to ask you, so if you had a song that maybe you thought that's kind of the one song that kind of sums me up or means the most to me, do you, do you have a song in mind that you think that might be the one? Yeah, uh, I loved it before. Uh, I chose it for my mum's funeral. It's called Still Waters by the Four Tops on Tamla Motown. One side's love, Still Waters, and one side's peace. I played the peace version. If you're out there, just listen to it and give it a chance. And the man who's singing is Frank Wilson in The Four Tops. And he he's the one that's, who did that Northern Soul one. Indeed I do. That's brilliant. Listen, guys, I've got to say thank you so much for letting me sit in on one of your sessions. And it's so nice to hear all your stuff. And, and Chris, keep up the good work. I'm going to let you guys get on with this magical stuff that you're doing. <laughs> and I'll speak to you later. Okay. Nice Bye, guys. That was a really interesting episode, hearing uh, all about the patient's music kind of background and why music is so important to them. And really nice to hear from the music teacher as well why he feels that music is important to people's lives. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, please do me a favour and like, subscribe the podcast. And also, if you do get a chance, please, please, please share it or tell people about it because this is a really small independent podcast and I want as many people to hear the patients as possible. So it'd be really useful for me and really helpful to everyone if you could just share it to someone that's got an interest in mental health or someone who hasn't because it's really useful if we can get people that have no experience in mental health to kind of hear the patient's stories and hear what kind of life is like for them. All right, thanks very much. Mm -hmm.